Welcome back to this episode of the Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drinks from Pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard to Main Street USA. On this episode, we are dishing on all things dining in Disney World. Consider this your back to basics with Disney Dining 101. We're going to break down the restaurants in Disney World, how to snag hard to get reservations, and our favorite spots for every occasion. I'm Colin. And I am Bella. And together, we are Millennials on Main Street. And I am Bethany Vinton. And this is the Main Street Dish. Another week, another episode, a Disney dining episode. Yes. Yeah, it occurred to me that we're a Disney dining podcast and Disney food podcast, and we've never talked about the basics of Disney dining. (laughs) But we're like 40 episodes in. It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) But Bella did make a really good point that, I mean, I guess some Disney foodie news that we didn't talk about is that the Disney dining plan is coming back. And what a perfect way to kind of segue this into just a little refresh on what is Disney dining. Yeah. A lot of Disney dining, and also we're going to give you our tips and tricks for getting hard-to-get dining reservations, and what we think are the best hard-to-get dining reservations that are worth the extra effort. Absolutely. But I guess this was a great episode, too, to send to someone in your family, maybe if you're going on a Disney trip soon, just to yeah, kind of break things down, because it can get pretty confusing. I know that generally the the names and, and categories for Disney restaurants are not really terms and categories we use in everyday life but we're just gonna break down that wall a little bit and kind of talk through things correct and people use acronyms all the time i tend to never ever use acronyms because i think they're confusing like adr advanced dining reservation stop it right now just call it a reservation you don't need to call it an adr we're not working for the disney company (laughs) like no you know what a reservation means if we say it if i say adr you might not know what it means so correct but we're breaking down all things Disney dining today. Colin, what are you drinking, though? Because you're the only one drinking on this podcast right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's weird. But again, you know what? On an island all by myself. That's fine. But at least I have a drink. So it's a Down East Cider, which you all know if you've been listening, you know I love Down East. But they just released a summer edition slushy pack. So they have a blue slushy, a white slushy, and a red slushy. And they taste literally just like those flavors. It's, again, this weird Willy Wonka type experience. I'm drinking the white slushy right now. And it's kind of, I guess, the closest thing I can equate it to is kind of light lemon flavored. It's super good, super refreshing. Bella had the blue slushy. Yeah, it was blue raspberry. I I mean, I love a blue slushy. If I'm going to get a slushy, which obviously is rare, but if I am, it's going to be blue. Mm-hmm. And it's blue raspberry. And it's so interesting because they, they really hit the flavor. It right is, on. Yeah, it is on point. And it, if you just blended it with some ice, oh, it would be a That slushy. would be it. it mm-hmm. That's exactly what mm-hmm. it would be in its purest form. Yep, like you just went to 7-Eleven got a slushy. Absolutely. It's delicious. It's really good. We have yet to try the red, but I assume it's going to be fantastic. I sent this to my family immediately when I saw it. And I luckily, I found it down in Delaware. The cidery is in boston massachusetts but it made its way down to delaware and i was thrilled i saw a whole shelf full of them but this is going to be this is a crushable summer cider if you're looking for one sweet very sweet yeah very sweet i mean when is a slushy not sweet correct but i mean you know what you're signing up for but it's only five percent abv that's not bad but let's dive into some dining basics shall we so how many restaurants are in disney world over 200 a lot (laughs) a lot a lot of places to eat that's a lot of options and can definitely be overwhelming and of those 200 90 of them are full service restaurants yeah 
That's a lot. That's a lot. You know, <laughs> as we're saying this out loud, I'm on my mission to dine in every restaurant in Disney World, and I think I'm at about number 20 right now. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few more to go. Not always to go. <laughs> it's like an iceberg. You know, you haven't even broken under the water no, yet. Like you don't I even know. Been. We don't even. We have. I haven't even spotted the iceberg yet. If we're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> what is that over yonder? In the distance. Yeah, that's a lot of, there's a lot of choices. You know, it's actually funny because I think Disney dining can totally be intimidating. And it's one of those things that, did you guys, you know, Keith Lee, that is the food reviewer on TikTok that does all like yes. his food reviews. He's in Disney World right now, right? And yeah. he is, he was in Disney Springs and he ate at the worst choices in Disney Springs. He had dinner at the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> on, and I on... commented on the video and said, I wish you like, you, you needed to do a tiny bit of research because there's so many good spots. He's over here rating things like zero out of 10, two out of 10. I don't know what about his comment section, but they came from my neck that I said you had to do research. And I was like, no, it's the equivalent of him coming to visit your hometown and he goes to the Applebee's and you're like, dude, there's so many good restaurants here. And I think this is the point. With over 200 restaurants, you need guidance to steer you to the good ones because they're all not going to be great. So... I wish Keith Lee would have listened to our podcast beforehand about Disney Springs and he wouldn't have dined at <laughs> literally the Rainforest Cafe, but you know. That, why would you dine there? That is a chain restaurant. Yeah. So you can't rate the food no. at no. that point. He could have been having fried mac and cheese balls at Wine Bar George. His kids would have yeah, loved been Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that just proves the point though with over 200 restaurants. There's so many different dining styles and dining options that I get people are like, you should just, as expensive it is, you should go anywhere and it should be good. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is that's not accurate. So that is why we're really breaking down all the different choices because there's so many different options in Disney World that you need guidance on the right places. That's yes. why we're here. Mm -hmm. We're here to be your guides. Your yes. foodie gurus. Let's oh. go. All right. <clears throat> so full service, table service, character dining buffets and family style. So let's dive into actually Disney Dining 101 here. So let's talk about the different types of restaurants that are available for you to eat at in Disney. So starting off, we have your full service restaurants. So here we have table service, signature dining, character dining, buffets, and family style meals will all be under table service. Some examples of that would be your first signature dining would be your California Grill or your Citra Coast would be your Sebastian's Bistro for family style, just to name a few quick examples. Character meals would be Crystal Palace, Cinderella's Royal Table, those kind of things. Now moving on to the other type, which is quick service. So think here, kind of your fast food, your grab and go, right? So quick services would be Regal Eagle, Woody's <laughs> Lunchbox, to name a few, two really good ones. And then... Other than that, you have your carts and your kiosks where you're going to get more snack foods. They're kind of tucked throughout the park. You're going to get your churros, your popcorn, other things. Then lastly, you have your food courts. So these are the things that are available at the Value in the Moderate Resorts. So think your resort dining options for your All-Star, for your Port Orleans Riverside and your French Quarter, where you're kind of going up to the different stations where they have kind of different types of food. Yes, very cafeteria style on the food court one. Correct. Brings you right back to school. But there's so many different options in Disney World of dining. You can get so fancy as Michelin recommended restaurants at Victoria and Albert's signature dining at Disney World to literally a tie-dyed cheesecake from the food court at 
<laughs> Final Century, which is good. I'm not mad at it, but you know, it's it's you get everything. The full spectrum, exactly. <laughs> the full spectrum, exactly. which I think really really makes Disney stand out mm-hmm. as by Disney World specifically. I think yeah. compared to their other parks, there is just it's just so massive, so big. They have so many options and different price points, and you can really pick and choose your journey with food depending on what your price points are. And there are great options, I think, in any in any price point, really, because they have so many options. So I think that's really what makes Disney World the most unique park out of all of the all Oh, of the yeah, Disney it's resorts. a monster. It's a dining monster mm-hmm. in the best possible way, too. But I mean, when you're when you're going to Rainforest Cafe, it can be in the worst possible way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're not right? wrong. And I think that's the thing with all these just different. We're just talking different types of restaurants. There's so many different options that if you don't do your research before you go, you're going to be so lost and you're going to end up inevitably eating bad food at that point because there are some things that very far miss the mark. But there are some things that are cheap that are really good, that are expensive that are really good, that are in the middle that are really good. So you just have to know where to look and we're here to guide you in that direction. So we talk about guiding you through all these different options and everything. We said that there are over... (laughs) 90 <laughs> full service restaurants that are in Disney World. And of those 90, some of those 90 are incredibly hard to get into. Mm-hmm. And reservations are a whole other battle. ADRs, as some call them, <laughs> <laughs> are a whole other battle when planning a Disney vacation and talking about options for where you would like to dine on your next vacation. So let's kind of dive into reservations too. And let's talk about how to make reservations. All right, let's talk basics of Disney dining, how to make your reservation 60 days out before your Disney vacation. You can make your first dining reservation plus the length of your stay up to 10 days if you are staying on property. So I feel like nowadays it's a whole thing. People always say, do you want to stay on property? What are the benefits? If you are trying to get hard to get dining reservations, this is your prime opportunity to do it because you will have the advantage of getting all the extra days of your vacation once you're 60 days out that people that aren't staying on property can't because they only can look at 60 days at a time. So if you're not staying on property, again, you only get every morning you have to log on to make your Disney dining reservations, which is definitely a pain. Reservations open in My Disney Experience, which is the website and the app at 5.45 a.m. every morning. And then the phone lines for Disney open at 6.45 because you can call in and actually make your Disney dining reservations. So those are our little tips on how how to make your Disney dining reservation. 60 and days those are, out those are Eastern. Those times are Eastern. Yeah, yeah. 2.45 my time. <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> correct. Just make West that really Coast clear. People, if you want to be up really early, it's at, yeah, it's 2.45. Is that an early morning or a late night? I don't know. Oh, that's definitely an early morning. I'm not up to that hour ever. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you know when to make your reservations on the My Disney Experience app, let's talk about some of the hardest restaurants to get reservations for. Starting off with Space 220, why why is this a hard reservation to get? I don't know. I will say it's. I think that's the hardest reservation to get in Disney right now. I believe that. It is nearly impossible to get it. I am kind of intrigued, and I want to go back because they just got a new menu. Oh. Like a full new menu, even a new drink menu. Oh. So I'm going to be struggling. I'm going to use the tips that we're about to talk about in this section to try to get a reservation. <laughs> oh, thank God. But uh, the, 
that is the hardest reservation to get for even the lounge the lounge or the restaurant both of them are extraordinarily hard to get which i don't understand because i feel like the mass majority of people will tell you it's a one and done not the best dining experience right and there's so many other options in epcot that are good yeah Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Yeah. But um, if you have a kid that loves space or you love space and that's on your list, that is your priority. And we said that you can book up to 10 days of the length of your stay, 60 days out. If you are staying on property, you're going to want to try to book space 220 for as late as possible. So mm-hmm. if you're staying eight right. days, when that window opens at 545 in the morning, get on and look like seven or eight days out. Because that is the, what the least amount of people are going to be able to see, and you're going to get the most availability there. Right. So. The other ones that re- that's really hard to get, which totally makes sense, is Topolino's, and that's both for dinner and for breakfast. Breakfast, I think, is harder, though. Breakfast, breakfast is, is like, definitely harder. Yeah. Absolutely. A um, character breakfast. One of the best character breakfasts, which I think people know that, so. Of course, and that's why it's so difficult. And I think they do a really good job of not overseeding Topolinos for breakfast as well. Yes. Um, it's it's generally pretty quiet. You are correct. It has. I was actually looking because I was reading the 2023 unofficial guide to Disney World Vacation written by Mr. Leonard Testa. And they actually do a comparison of numbers of characters to people that they seat. And Topolinos is one of the lower ones. No. It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And that's why everyone loves it so much. I mean, of course, they're dressed up in such awesome, yeah. adorable outfits. But that's a huge bonus is going there. Other one, of course, character dining is going to be Cinderella's Royal Table. I mean, dining in the castle. Yeah, that's a big one for a lot huge, of people. Huge, iconic. Yeah. It's a lot of people's bucket list. It's a must-do for so many people, so many families. So that makes total sense as well. I get it. I get it. Because it's, I mean, how often do you get to eat in this castle that you stare at all the time? And that's just such an iconic part of Disney. Is the food the best? No, but it, you're dining in Cinderella's castle, so that's pretty awesome. Right. All right, now let's talk about when you open up that 60-day window and there's nothing you want available. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the game's not over. It is not over yet. There are certainly some hacks that we, the three of us, all use for those really hard-to-get reservations. Yeah. And if you are curious about these, we'll have a guide to these four things over on our Patreon too, typed up of these are third parties that will search reservations for you and that we're going to talk about because I think this is the world's best hack because of course people cancel the vacation or sometimes dining reservations open through Disney and they get added. So the tip is to use some type of reservation finder. And there is a plethora of ones to choose from and we're going to talk about pros and cons of every single one of them. Kicking it off with our personal favorite that we've all used multiple times is Touring Plans Reservation Finder. This is free to use. It includes two searches, and they send you an email and a text message when a reservation opens up, which for me is more pivotal because I don't get emails pushed to my phone. So me either. Yeah, because, you know, it just becomes cluttersome. So I enjoy the fact that they give you – it's free. You just sign up for their basic account. You don't have to pay. You don't have to put in a credit card. And they send you a text when a reservation opens up that you have specifically booked for. So you put in where you want to dine, the date and time. And then it sends you a link to My Disney Experience. And you open it in My Disney Experience. It's already at the reservation, and you just book it. Wham, bam. It's awesome. It's wonderful. The only thing that you have to do in order to use the Touring Plans Reservation Finder is you have to make a username, Mm -hmm. but that's it. You do not have to subscribe to Touring Plans. You don't have to have a Touring Plan. Like, you literally can just create a username, 
and put in your searches for the reservation finder. It'll text you. It's been golden for us and clutch for us so many times. The one place I think it's actually miraculous is Ogas for us. Oh, it's amazing. always been amazing for Ogas. Incredible, so fast. But I do think just one thing to say about all of these is that you do have to be responsive. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is the number one thing is you have to be quick and responsive, which is why we love this one so much. Correct. And you are so right about Ogas. I remember when we had our bar tour shirt, I was like, I want to do a dining reservation to take a photo in our bar tour shirt when I had it for the first time. And it got me a reservation for that mm. same night. Stacked a reservation within 20 minutes. And then the reservation was for like an hour later. It was amazing. So amazing. 10 out of 10 recommend that one. Another one that people talk about all the time is mouse dining because mouse dining actually has a free option and a paid option. So free, you get six alerts, but they're emails only. But you can have up to six searches going at a time. But for $9 a month, you get 50 alerts and they send you an email and text. Now, I will say I don't think I've ever used mouse dining for Disney World, but I did pay for it for Disneyland and it got me nothing. Hmm. I was very mm. disappointed when I paid $9 a month and I still didn't get a single reservation that I wanted, which is the nature of the beast, but bummer. Right. That's a bummer. Mm -hmm. So do with that what you will. Another one that I've heard people talk about, Mouse Watcher. I don't know why people use this because it is starting at $5 for a one-time alert. So you have to pay per alerts. They do have a monthly package, but you pay per alert and it's between five. And then I found it all the way up to $12 per alert on the 4th of July. And you have to know that they're not booking the dining reservation for you. So if they text you and you jump in and like try to snag it, but somebody's already snagged that reservation, you don't get it. Yep. Correct. So that's just wasting. The, this is why I say use the free plans because to me that is absolutely crazy. And yeah, then, it's, it's using the same exact service as the others, but charging more. Correct. Well, charging period. <laughs> and charging <laughs> or a charging lot. Period. $12 per reservation? That's I know. It's much. like the Flex Genie Plus pricing, you know? It's the worst. Exactly. And then there is one other option that I have been made aware of a few times. I have never personally used it, so this is not getting my seal of approval, but I feel the need to mention it, and I'll tell you why it's not getting my seal of approval. It is a company called Add More Magic, and it actually books the dining reservation for you. So like we said, all these other ones will send you an alert, and you have to hop into My Disney Experience and book it. This one books it for you. It's $3 per guest up to three people and $1 per guest after that, but you only get charged if you book. Now, the reason I'm sketched out by this one is because when you make a dining reservation, you have to put in credit card information Yes. because of how Disney has it that if you're a no-show, they will charge you for it. They have to be using like one-off credit cards or something along those lines. I don't know. It just seems sketchy to me. And their website answers no questions. So <laughs> yeah, I know people have used them. I've seen it discussed a lot. They've actually reached out to me to promote their product. But again, none of those basic questions are answered on their website. And that's a little sketchy. But if you don't want to put in any effort, this could be an option for you. But yeah, so <clears throat> they don't have your actual login information. You just become friends and family with them. But again, my one thing that is not addressed anywhere on their website is what credit card they use for your holding and they can also though book bippity boppity boutique which i think interesting. is interesting oh so that is interesting yep hmm. not dining but you know an interesting one but if you're looking to not do any work add more magic might be for you but i do not <laughs> they don't get our seal of approval because we don't know them that's use at your own risk correct, correct. 
I mean, everybody. Correct. <laughs> correct. Correct. Not Main Street disapproved. I mean, definitely it our go-to is touring plans. Yes. I mean, that's our that's our going to every time. I mean, it's free and it's quick and it's it's always been clutch. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then if we're talking about other reservations, so that works for any Disney dining reservation. It's going to work for anything that's in my Disney experience. So Disney World, all the restaurants in the parks and at the resorts. And it also works for Disney Springs. But there is another hack for Disney Springs that nobody talks about. And I don't understand why. But I'm fine that not everybody talks about it. And we can let you in on this little secret. Because the secret is open table. Open table. We have been using open table at Disney Springs for forever. I can't tell you how many Wine Bar George reservations uh-huh. we have gotten through Open Table. I don't even book Wine Bar George in MDE. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think I ever have either. Because I, I also do get it. points on Open Table. Exactly. <laughs> Correct. And you will never find a Wine Bar George brunch in my Disney experience. Yeah. But on Open Table, they're every 15 minutes. Yeah. And on top of that, unlike Disney, they don't have cancellation fees. or So Correct. Disney now has it that if you're within two hours of your dining reservation you can't even modify it so you will be charged open table you can cancel up to the last minute if you're looking for disney springs or even swan and dolphin there's a lot of options in here and they're gonna have so much more availability than the my disney experience app it's crazy because they obviously have certain tables that go into my disney experience and certain tables that go into open table and i think people are just so ingrained in their disney planning that they think they need to book through my disney experience when they yeah. can book through open table so yeah open table also has restaurants at the four seasons as well perfect too even more so essentially anywhere that's not like <laughs> disney owned that's also not yeah. like on property like you're Correct. not finding via napoli there i'm just saying no you know but that's a good one that's a good one that, yeah no one talks about but yeah there you go and then some restaurants will have a walk-up wait list yeah which actually some you can get on the wait list through the my disney experience app Mm-hmm. You just have to be like, yes. close enough to the restaurant, but there's always usually a few restaurants that I feel like still have open availability. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we've always had like, I mean, Nomad Lounge is a lounge, but we've always had good luck going there and getting on their walk-up list. So. Yeah, I've had luck at Topolino's. I've had luck at California Grill mm-hmm. before. I've had luck at, a, at quite a few places on the walk-up list, especially if you're a smaller party. Yeah. If you're a party of one or two, I mean, you can generally get in pretty quickly. Yeah, and I find that if you get there right when it opens or a little before it opens, that's the best time Clutch. or towards the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That busy dinner rush is going to be a little bit harder to get into, but like we've had really great luck at California Grill. Like right when it opens, right when you see those, um, the cast members standing there, like starting yeah, their at job. the host stand, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, starting yeah. their shift. That's when you go up. Um, so yeah, you just have to find the right time to go up. But we have had some success. It's a little, ri- it's a little risky, but it's worth a shot. Yeah, that. And then my other thing is just like the last twenty four hours leading up to when you want to dine somewhere, you can always check my Disney experience because people are canceling always. them. And now that that two hour window is like set in stone. I would also look, say, looking two hours, like, for when you want to dine two hours from now, it's probably going to be a good bet, too, because you'll have people that cancel and drop those reservations that end up getting put back in the system because it's just all, you know, a computer thing. So I will also say now, looking two hour, a little more than two hours out, it's probably a good bet as well. Agreed. Yep. And, and never underestimate the power of just, like, hopping on randomly in the day and just searching for reservations on My Disney Experience. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you'll you be amazed at some of the things that pop up because things are so fluid. 
Yeah. People are canceling. People are modifying. Someone booked that reservation because they couldn't book another one. And then that other one opened up. It's like a domino effect of opportunity. Um, but it just takes a little bit of work and a little bit of time. But if you find you have like a 10 minute break somewhere, just hop on, refresh and just take a look. You might find something. Yeah. You never know what you'll find. Nope. Or you can put it in Touring Plans Reservation Finder for free and they'll do it for you. Exactly. You don't have to be that person. But you can be, mm -hmm. but you don't have to be. <laughs> Correct. I don't know if anyone else has as much control issues as we have. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually seen people, and I don't know if you guys are um, <clears throat> on the annual pass holder Facebook page, but I've seen people like back when getting reservations were really, I mean, it, it's still tough for a lot of places, but like almost impossible. Um, especially the, when they, you know, you have a bigger party. I've had, I've seen people post, we're not going to this reservation. I'm canceling it in 20 minutes. Who wants it? Uh -huh. And like, people will be ready to like, oh, pick yeah. it up uh -huh. once it's like, once they drop it. It's crazy. Like, I haven't seen too many posts recently about that, but I saw so many yeah. posts of people and it's really sweet of them, you mm -hmm. know, to, to post it out there and say, Hey, you know, I'm canceling this reservation. And most of the time it was, you know, Cinderella's Royal Table. The hard ones, Or, yeah, yeah exactly, the hard ones. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I wonder if people are still doing that. There could even be a whole Facebook page for that. I bet there is. Yeah. We're just not in it. No. Because no. <laughs> we have all these tips. We don't need to yeah, be Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Correct. I don't, I don't want to have to rely as much as lovely as that is on the kindness of others in order to get my dining reservation. I am yes. cutthroat, okay? <laughs> Correct. Well, also, even if they do cancel it, and then you try to swoop in and get it, there's a chance someone else will get it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. it's, it's it's not like the best plan, but, you know, it was a nice thought. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's me who did who did none of that work and just got a text from <laughs> the reservation <laughs> finder that's just like, oh, a reservation popped up. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the Disney dining plan that will be coming back. So it's going to be available to be booked or added to your vacation starting on May 31st for arrivals that are January 9th, 2024 or after. So you'll be able to book at the end of this month, but only for your vacations that are starting on January 9th, 2024. And they have two options now for the Disney dining plan. So they will have a Disney quick service dining plan that's going to include for everyone in your travel party, ages three and up, will get two quick service meals per night, one snack slash non-alcoholic drink per night, of their package stay along with one resort refillable mug and guests who are 21 and older will be able to substitute that drink for beer wine or cocktail so there's the first one the second one is the disney dining plan which for the same thing everyone in your travel party ages three and up will receive one table service meal per night one quick service meal per night one snack slash non-alcoholic drink per night along with one resort refillable mug and again same Guests who are 21 and over can substitute for beer, wine, cocktail. The only thing here is that for signature dining or any dinner show or select character dining meals, that will eat up two of your table service credits, credits per night. So that's kind of what that's kind of the basis of what they're offering and what we know right now. We don't have prices at this moment, um, but that's kind of what we got. I can tell you right now, whatever the price is going to be, it's probably not going to be worth it. Amen. <laughs> I mean, also, too, you have to think, this is, you get these things per night. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will fly in early one day, stay four nights, let's say, and then fly home late the last day. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have enough to get through every single day that you're there. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're going to these really great restaurants, you're using up two table service credits. I just don't think that the, the dining plan, to me, has ever been worth it. 
unless they do some sort of deal where it's included in a package of some kind, um, which they have done in the past. And I will say that that was, yes, that was worth it. But it's only it was only worth it in the past when you did a package, yeah. mm-hmm. which included tickets and resorts. So if you're an annual pass holder, no. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, if they tie this into anything or how they do it. Um, I think a lot of people are happy it's back. I just don't understand that. I, like, I know. I feel like there are people that definitely utilize the most out of it and probably get the most money because when you break down what you're ordering at like a table service restaurant, for example, obviously the price of entrees can range uh, significantly if you're even like getting the vegetarian option versus the filet mignon. So your the total of your meal can be completely different. But I think you have to go in with that mindset that you just want to order everything that's expensive in order to make it worthwhile. And at the same time, like you wouldn't do that normally always. So I don't know. I just personally have never found it to be beneficial because there are ways you can save when dining at Disney. If you're an annual pass holder, a lot of restaurants have annual pass discounts. There's also the Visa, Disney Visa, that's 10% at a lot of restaurants. And when you just stack up those savings, I've just never found this to be worth it, especially because you don't have the ability to also get a discounted room when you do a Disney dining plan. So if you see the specials, that's like, you know, a great deal on a annual pass holder room. You're not going to get that rate if you include the Disney dining plan. So it's going to cost you more money. So, yep. And also I found, have you ever done the Disney dining plan? No. Ever? So I did it once Mm -hmm. and it was only because it was, I was actually upgrading the tickets that I had gotten on this package to an annual pass at that point, but it was the deal, you know, the hotel ticket dining plan deal. And the amount of food, because the table service, you got an appetizer and an entree and I believe a dessert. I'm I'm not 100%, I don't recall, but I'm almost positive you also got a dessert. It was just a lot of food, Mm -hmm. so much food. And there's so many, like, we're very... We, we share a lot of things. We like to go places and share things. So, and I feel like a lot of people like to do that. So with this, you're getting your own individual, you know, everything essentially. And it's just, a, it's a lot of food, especially for a day in the parks. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt like the amount of food was too much for me at that time. So I don't know. I mean, it, again, interesting to see how it's done, but. Yeah, I've definitely tried to calculate it for myself before and it just never made sense. Like, like the the financial difference was so crazy. And I was like, I have to eat the most absurd things in order to make this worth it. I know that it helps people with budgeting because you do prepay this. So people that are looking to really stick to a budget, this can be incredibly helpful because when you are on the Disney dining plan, but like one snack a day, how am I supposed to go to a festival? Exactly. And also Uh not everything, not every snack is on the Disney dining plan. Correct. Correct. But even that though, like, you can't switch it up for the days that you want to favor a festival and use a bunch of snack credits. You still like, yes, your credits carry over day to day, but you still have like a bunch of food credits that you're going to have left over. that I just, if you have used the Disney dining plan and you absolutely love it, please feel free to call our phone line and leave us a hot take on why the Disney dining plan is so great. We'd love to hear it. Please let us know. Because I also remember People at the very end of their trip, literally the morning they are leaving, trying to get these credits to be transferred to snacks that they can take home with. Yeah, them. rice crispy. They were leaving treats. with yeah, exactly. They were leaving with gummy bags of gummy, like you know the the gummy candy, candy yeah. company. Yeah, all that candy, all the like little Disney snacks that you find in the resorts. It's like 
that's not what I'm paying for. Exactly. You know, like, I would rather spend my money on something else. You're spe- this is your exactly. money you're spending. Yeah, it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting. I'm I'm excited to see what the price is and see if I would think it would be worth it at any point, but I just don't get the appeal and hype because obviously Disney's making money off something like this. That's the reason they have something like this. So, yeah. Correct. But the way that people are so excited for it to be back, like it's a whole Disney dining plan, I feel like has a cult following. Oh, yeah. And people are thrilled. It's because it's like all inclusive at that point. Yes. Even though you got to do some math, which kills me. You still have to figure out if your table serve if you have enough tables. Don't service. make Bella do math. Yeah, don't make and it's do math. To, like do what you want to do, but <laughs> yeah, that's why. Just tappy tappy my magic band and take it off my credit card. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, let us know. Let us know your feelings on Disney Dining Plan. We'd love to hear. Actually, I, either way, either way, I want to know what you think. Um, but now that we've kind of gone through the one one on Disney Dining, talking about all the types of restaurants, the Disney dining plan, how to get your reservations, how to get those hard to find reservations. Let's talk about the places that we actually recommend you going. This is the best part of this episode. Thank you for joining us this long because this is exactly where you want to be now. Correct. You've made it. You've made it. Um, A little something for everyone, right? Um, So now let's talk about our top three for each table service and quick service. Okay. Okay, this is mm-hmm. no boundaries here. It's literally just the type of restaurant. So why don't we start with quick service and then we'll go to table service. Okay, so here are my thoughts for this because I think we collectively have a lot of things that we think are good and at the top of the list. So I say we go around and we go three to one. So everybody reads their number three, everybody reads their number two, and everybody reads their number one and we see how everything's ranked. Perfect. Love that. Sounds great. Number three, we're starting with quick service. I'll kick it off. I said Docking Bay 7. Wow. Good, but expensive. That's a good place to use your dining plan credit. Let me tell you right there. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. All right. My number three is Flame Tree Barbecue. That's a classic. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number three is Satouli Canteen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most interesting. It is. When we get through all these, we'll discuss. Number two for me, Regal Eagle. Number two is Woody's for me. Woody's Lunchbox. Good one. Number two is also Woody's Lunchbox for me. You guys can join each other for lunch there. (laughs) And Bethany's not invited. No, because number one for me is Satouli Canteen. Wow. Okay. See, number one for me is Regal Eagle. (laughs) Number one for me is also Regal Eagle. (laughs) Docking Bay would have been my number four. If I had a four, Docking Bay would have been four. Woody's would have easily been my number four. Um, Yeah. I just like Docking Bay. I think it's different. But I think it's interesting that Regal Eagle, like those top four are consistently the same from all of us. I think they're all great Absolutely. Um, I think Woody's is your stop to go if you kind of want to save money because lunches tend to not be as expensive as other places. Uh, but we if got... you want to save money and stand, exactly, <laughs> go to Woody's. Uh, but we got two barbecue places because Flame Tree and Regal Eagle, both great options when it comes to barbecue. Definitely. I had a craving when I was making this list, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably, though. And I think that Docking Bay 7 and Satouli Canteen that made Colin and I's list, Satouli did, are both fall under the categories of that would be a great quick service credit because they are definitely expensive. more expensive um than any other quick service and what's great about both of those places is the f- you're not going to get food like that anywhere else correct that's why i love them so much 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're unique, but they're also delicious. I just think they're always going to be on the list because of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, if they didn't have good food, we wouldn't be going. But I think, I mean, every time I've been, they've had great food. Yeah. If I just had to only eat at those four quick services, I'd probably be okay with it. I'd be really sad about Ronto Roasters, but, you know. Yeah. Besides that. Just for break. I mean, I I can part with lunch. It's breakfast. That would break my heart. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously great options because they're all on our list. So, All right. Table service next. Oh, boy. This is a hard one for me. It is. Here's the thing. Y'all are going to be shocked with mine. Go. Here's the thing. Oh, Here's the thing, uh, Bella. I don't know. Here's I... the thing, Bella. I had a hard time I... with this, and I was going to surprise people with my list, okay. but. Well, let's just dive in. My number, my number three is Sebastian's. Oh, I did not see that coming, but a good choice. Also, not an expensive choice. Not a great use of your <laughs> table service credit, but you know, it works. I didn't. I. I. We're, I'm not using Dizzy Dining Plan. I'm That's just showing you which one I like. All right, all right. My number three is Barriba. Oh, it's, it's a table service. service. I it's a table service. Waitress. Yeah, yeah. You have. Yeah, you have. And it's not that expensive. The food is delicious. I love the vibe. Yeah. I'll give you that. that I mean, mm-hmm. that's a great choice. Mine, this is going to shock everybody, is in Disney Springs, and it is the Boathouse. Wow. I was just so impressed last time I went to Boathouse. The atmosphere, the food, everything for me was phenomenal. Wow. I, mm-hmm. I don't hype okay. that one up enough. No. No. You go. Number two. Wine Bar George. Ah, me too. <laughs> I went with Narcoozies. Ah, I just had we, such a phenomenal We wouldn't there. know. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be there soon. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, we will. Narcoozies was phenomenal for me. The atmosphere is great again, and the food's phenomenal. So I'm going to say we all have the same number one. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. On the count of three, everybody. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Citricos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. So if this isn't your sign to book Citricos on your next trip, then I don't know what is. It is easily I'm- our number one, hands down. I, I have no notes on Citric House, none, none whatsoever. No. What would be your fourth? What would have been in fourth for you? Topolinos. Same. Yeah, me too. It, it definitely, I think when they obviously changed the pasta, that's why it's not my top three. <laughs> no, um, but seriously. What a fall for But grace. seriously, though. And like, yeah. the thing is, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel like for it being such a an expensive restaurant, the dish better be phenomenal, you know, Yeah, for me to actually go back. Yeah. That's a $38 um, pasta now. It is. That's a bit much. It's a bit much. Another one, though, I was actually playing with was uh, that I was maybe going to add was Trattoria Al Forno. Mm-hmm. A good option. A, yeah. a not hyped up enough restaurant, too. Yeah. Over at the Boardwalk. So good. No. Is that is that your best Italian on property right now? Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely is. I would agree. Cause Big we, news. Well, Bella and I went to Il Molino on one of our last trips that we went on, and I, we were just not impressed. No. It was you fine. need to go to Ravello. Yeah. Next week. Add it to your list. <laughs> get to the Four Seasons, please. I just will. get over there. Okay. Um, but the other one that would, that I wanted to add into was Haleo, um, because I do I enjoy Haleo so much. Yeah. That I feel could, like yeah. That, that deserves a mention. Yeah, that could be in my top five. Easily. So now we're going to go one step further. We're going to give ourselves one reservation for each of these following scenarios. So we're going to talk about one Disney dining reservation we get to make for a date night, for a meal with kids, for a character dining, for a large party, 
and for a special celebration. So only one reservation we get to make for all of these things. Okay. So let's start with date night. Ladies, what? where do you want to be taken on your date night? One reservation. Bella, you okay. take it off. I, I want to go to Citrus Coast. <laughs> Good choice. Not even a question. I think the ambiance is great. We can get a little drink at uh, Enchanted Rose beforehand. So, you know, that's my vibe. Who's we? <laughs> her, and, <laughs> her and her date. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I will join you for that cocktail at Enchanted Rose. We can have a little double date action, but I'm going to go to Narcoozie's for dinner. Which, Love it. Just, you know, I just this, this redemption arc for Narcoozie's has been great for me because... I used to hate the ambiance so much. And while it's not like candlelit dinner, this is going to be fancy. Book it during the fireworks or like right before the fireworks. You get to walk out on their little patio right on the water and watch the fireworks. That's a good date night for me. I agree. Mm-hmm. And if I had been in Arcoozies recently, I probably would have said Arcoozies. I just haven't been and I don't want to I don't want to put it up there if I haven't eaten the recent menu change i get that i would also take citricose as a date night and we have a bunch of other date nights with suggestions in our date night episodes plural we do yes plural. episodes that's but right Colin, I mean, where are you off to i'm going with my wife to citricose oh so nice i'll see you there that's but cute. i'll probably be with someone else yeah that's right we'll be <laughs> in separate tables yeah who are you gonna be with yeah well you just where do you, you you'll bring finn that's oh, yeah that's yeah cute. that's funny Okay, but yeah, I mean that's pretty straightforward. I mean there are, and we did we we really dove into date nights. So if you you are curious about what we would do on a date night, we went through all different types of budgets and everything. It's really easy to just be like, yeah, of course we're going fancy. But in my mind, that's where I'm going. I'm going fancy, and I'm going to Citrus Coast. I'm so happy that we're all at the Grand Flow. Just want yeah. to point that out. Mm-hmm. We'll all get a drink together. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fun. <laughs> all right, now let's talk about a meal with kids. Okay, so here's the thing. I haven't been to this restaurant, but when we go in August, I really want to go there with Finn. And I want to go to Woody's Roundup Barbecue. And I feel like it would be so much fun with kids. Now, Finn is going to be, a, I don't know, a year and three, Some change, four months. Yeah. It's, it's not even, he's not even going to probably understand it. But I just feel like the atmosphere in there has to be so fun. Um, like what, you know, Bethany has said about the food. It seems, you know, pretty good. So... I would like to go there, and I think it would be really fun with kids, and the atmosphere was kind of made for kids. Yeah. There's a lot to look at. Yeah. A lot to keep them stimulated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that would be my pick. Bethany? Me, the ch- childless person. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and If you were bringing Finn to dinner, where would you bring Y'all better buckle him? up. Finn and I will go on a date to this place. Y'all better buckle up, because you're not going to expect this. When these words come out of my mouth right now, I'm really sorry. Rainforest Cafe. Ohana. Ohana. Okay, here's two reasons why I'd bring kids to Ohana. Three. I'll give you three. One, I like that it is uh, family style. So you don't have to bring your kids up to the buffet. So it's easier on parents at that point of the stress of balancing multiple plates plus your child. Two, if you go for breakfast, the characters are there. It's like Lilo and Stitch, whatever. They get kids up. They get kids walking around. It's like a good time. I think that they have like, you know, their little dances that they get up and do so if your kid has a lot of energy that's probably great too and then at dinner even the atmosphere is so much more laid back than like most other restaurants you have like the ukulele player that comes around that I think you can get away with your kids being a little more active and it not be weird so I would say Ohana plus the food's pretty good I mean it's kind of basic like a steak chicken right 
you know, it's not chicken fingers and fries. And if that's your kid's thing, obviously that's not going to be it. But I think the basic food is pretty decent. So I would bring my kid to Ohana. And by my kid, I mean when I borrow your child for the night. Sounds good. (laughs) He'll enjoy it. He will enjoy it. They're going to be like, that child looks absolutely nothing like her. And I'd be like, that is correct. (laughs) correct. (laughs) Where's your parents, kid? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my answer, I mean, I'm, I, I'm blending in, but I think that both of these things need, need to be talked about. So I'm going to talk about this one here, but my must bring kids to meal is Topolino's breakfast. That's my must. Yeah. That's my must for the next. I have a different, I have a different one for that. So, yeah. Um, but that's my must. I feel like the food is phenomenal. Exactly what Bethany said. It's not a buffet. Mm -hmm. So being able to sit and enjoy and having the characters come around to you is wonderful. The food's great. The view's great. The characters are kind of an iconic park where we got Finn, a cute little Topolino Mickey in his little painter outfit. And it's really special and fun that it's iconic. It's just a really great memory of him as well. So I feel like that's kind of like my must. Yeah. I don't blame you. And I'm not going to say I took the world's cutest photo of that nugget munchkin meeting Mickey Mouse, but... Yep, that's. I was there to be his hype woman all singed. Week. That's all I yep. was there to do. Singed in my brain. I was like, and I will picture... hype the crap out of this child. So he takes I the know. cutest photos. The one picture when Daisy Duck left him. Ugh. Ugh. And he was Heart so breaking. sad. He was like, why did he leave me? It's like a series of photos, too, of him being like, why would you leave me? Well, we'll post that on Patreon. Yes. Yeah. He's so cute. cute. <laughs> so cute. But actually, Topolino's <clears throat> breakfast is mine for the next category, which is Same. character dining. I mean, how could you beat it? They're like so freaking cute with their little outfits. It's Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy. And they're all super cute. You know, Daisy's a ballerina. Minnie is a journalist. Donald is a painter, correct? Oh, no. Sculptor. Sculptor, that's what it is. And Mickey's Mickey's the painter, painter. yes. Um, And the food is also just phenomenal. And because it's not a buffet, and it's actually also not family style, you get your own entrees. You can pick what you want. Um, I just, and the food, again, just like, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. This, the view up there, you can go out on their little deck before, you know, your reserv- your table's ready. Um, it's just like a nice vibe. So that's where I would go. I'm joining you there. Perfect. I agree. I think we have said case in point why we love it so much. And I agree with all those points. It's a great, a great option for character dining or dining with kids. Mine is Tusker House. Mm-hmm. Good choice. That is my character dining just because we love Boma so much, and I feel like it, it is Boma-quality breakfast, Boma-quality food in a park in Animal Kingdom. I think that it's also iconic in a way, not quite as iconic as the Topolino's characters dressed up, but um, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy are all dressed up in their safari gear, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a really great atmosphere, a really great experience. It is kind of tucked away back. It doesn't feel super crazy crowded in there. There are a lot of different rooms, so it doesn't feel like you're kind of stuck in this one massive thing like Chef Mickey's, not naming names. Um, but I just think that the quality of the food is really good. It's a buffet where you can get a little bit adventurous, pun not intended, with your food, or you can be a little bit more basic and straightforward. It'll please everybody. But I think that's a character dining meal that's definitely worth it. Agreed fully agreed i absolutely love it there i loved lunch and dinner i thought that was great quality food so high on my list as well all right let's talk about if you're going with a large party i got where are you going bethany i got my place because i have brought i know where you're going and they tell me they love it so very much and that's beer garden 
Wow. wow. That's not what I expected to just What did you guys think I mouth. was going to say, though? Sebastian's, Sebastian's oh. which is actually which what is I'm why, gonna say. Which is why I picked Beer Garden because I thought <laughs> you were going to say Sebastian's. I just think if you're like with a large party, Beer Garden has great yes. food. It's like the tables are large and long and yes, you have full entertainment of, you know, the band that's on stage and kids can get up and dance. There's just a lot of activity on that one and I enjoy it. I don't talk about it as much because it's not my favorite German food. But for overall experience, it's ranking really high for me. I agree. I've been there and I like it a lot. Totally mm-hmm. agree with you. We've only we've done two holiday meals there, actually. And they were both wonderful and they were great. But we were with, you know, a pretty we were with eight, eight of us maybe. And we were all sitting at one long table and, you know, we had the great food. We all had, you know, big beers. Like it was just a really it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um I really like that Oktoberfest style dining. Um, and I think it's a cool experience to do that. And it's it's with a large party, but it's super comfortable. Mine is Sebastian's. Great choice. Another great yeah, choice. Yeah, it's, it's family style food. You really cannot go wrong with the type of food that they have there. All of the food was good. Yep. Their cocktails are great as well. You oh, can, yeah. Rum old fashioned every time. You can make your time. own rum old fashioned. Um, and it's beautiful in there too. The ambiance, it's just like light and airy. Um, it's at the Caribbean Beach Resort. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll have to go to, obviously, the resort to dine there. But I, I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was great. And I would go back with a large party. I don't know if I would go back just you and I. Like, I think it definitely has a has a great vibe of having, yes. like, four or more people. Yeah, they give you a <laughs> lot of food. Yeah, yeah. Last time I ate there with a small group was with my sister and Bethany's dad. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the three While of us. While I was at Horror gr- Nights. <laughs> correct. We had a great time. It was good, but I totally agree. Then the next time we went with, I think, nine or ten of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a lot of us. And that was really fun, just passing the plates around, and it was all good food. We all had our cocktails. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, great So choices. funny. Yeah, great choices. Great choices. Um, all right, last one is a special celebration. And I feel like there's only one clear answer here. Is this us putting this into the universe for this to manifest Maybe. this in our lives soon? Probably. It is. Probably. <laughs> it, are like, we going to have to come yes. up with a special celebration <laughs> to say that we're celebrating? Yeah the, yeah, the the special celebration is that we can afford it. <laughs> that is not it. <laughs> what are you celebrating tonight? The, the fact, fact that we are going to be soon very poor. Yes, but we can afford this right meal now. plus the pairings that come with it. <laughs> so, of course, with this one, we are talking about Victoria and Elbert's over at the Grand Floridian. Yes. The most expensive meal on Disney property. And from all accounts that we hear, absolutely worth it. Yeah. I feel if you're if you're really celebrating something special, this is a great option. It's obviously not cheap at two hundred and ninety five dollars a person. That is not an inexpensive thing. Um, so that's why I was like, this to me is not like date night. This to me is you are celebrating something special. You are getting your masters. You are celebrating a huge wedding anniversary. You are mm-hmm. celebrating that we can finally afford it as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is what dreams are made of. And we will be surrounded by those people. And then there's the three of us. And we, in any situation, it is awkward when it's the three of us. And we're, like, taking a photo. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're, like, hug each other. We're like, this is, we have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, we they're married, to... but like, we, you want us to hug each other? We have a podcast. I mean, I love them, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's post all of our awesome hugging photos on we, Patreon we, for we everyone will, to we see. Will, and funny. then we'll take one at Victorian Alberts. <laughs> yeah, it really should just be our thing. Even if they don't ask for it, we'll be like, can we do one where we hug? <laughs> really throw people off. <sighs> oh, that's a good one. But I can't yeah. wait. We're going to class it up there for sure. We will. But yeah, Victorian Alberts to me is the epitome of special celebrations. That is like the classy place to go in Disney World. Yep. And you know what? If you asked me like a couple years ago, I actually would have probably put California Grill on this list. Bella, you're so cute. I know. That's called. <laughs> Growing and learning. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, what yeah. it's called. Growing it and learning. Evolving. Yeah, you're really evolving in that one. It was the place, though. It was, it was the place good. to go. Like, no, it was. We even did that sip, saver, and sparkle for one yeah. anniversary. That was that was great. Yeah. Um, but things things are different now. Things have changed. It has. Yeah, it has. Things have changed, but yeah, catch the Victorian Alberts for sure. Mm-hmm. Putting that into the universe, but so many good dining options in Disney. But st- like, we had to do a simple breakdown of kind of Disney Dining 101 and talking about, like, all the highlights. Because we definitely have done deep dives into specific restaurants. Like, there's an entire episode just about Topolinos. So, like, <laughs> they exist. But we never have gone over, like, uh, once over basics. And so, it was time. It was time. Yeah. There's your Disney Dining 101. Mm-hmm. Shall we do a hot take? Yes, we have a hot take. Let's go. I just like this person because their name is Eric New York. Oh, Eric. Oh, my God. From New York. Hi, this is Eric. I have a question for the Main Street Dish. What are Colin's top five old fashions on Disney property and Bella and Bethany's top five cocktails? Cheers. Oh, we love that. Oh, man. I will tell you the pressure that, like, came over Colin's face when he said that. (laughs) I feel like this should be its own episode. Yeah. I feel like, let's do, let's do your top. And then we'll come back to this on, like, an episode. We'll talk, we'll do a cocktails episode. Like, because we've done, like, drinking in the parks episode, but we've never done, like, overall. Yep. So we can do, like, old fashions, vodka-based cocktails. They'll be a good. This is what someone asked us on the Main Street Dish instagram as well they said could we do episodes by alcohol type yes of cocktails in the park and i was like ask ask no more we've got you covered but that's actually a really great point so but eric there are so many good ones um i still think my top the one old-fashioned that has my heart in disney is still the cinema maple bourbon old-fashioned up at california grill even though the prefix menu hurts my heart Mm -hmm. that old-fashioned is still top tier to me, I'll go through a, a couple other ones really fast. It's the seasonal old fashioned at Enchanted Rose is up there. Um, the Hareth old fashioned over at Haleo is up there. Um, and so is the frozen old fashioned and the classic old fashioned at Wine Bar George. Those are both fantastic as well. I still haven't gotten you the Citricose old fashioned yet. No. Oh, my damn. I was like, I was like, <laughs> say the Citricose one. And then you didn't say I it. And then I realized yet. you haven't had it. Oh, gosh. I can't wait for you to have that one. So that will round out my top five. Actually, kind of, kind of, but, you know, I can't give us some good ones. Too, he was too. like, I'll just tell you my favorite in five different favorites. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're up, ladies. Mm, what's my favorite cocktail? In all Lavender Fog. Yeah. Mine is definitely the Lavender Fog at Enchanted Rose. Not even a question. I don't. I think if I just was able to have that cocktail every single day. 
Well, I would be happy. She said she would. Oh no, I feel like there's so much pressure. I'm trying to think. I absolutely love the lavender fog, and I order that repeatedly when I go to Enchanted Rose. I switch between that and the seasonal old fashioned. I'd probably say it High is Tower a, Rocks. It is a tie between the lavender fog and the Citricose old fashioned. Those two are like my top two drinks. That's fantastic. And I refuse to pick a favorite. Just saying. She refuses. Well, just I'll just combine both of your lists where, like, you get to pick an old-fashioned, and she said the Lavender Fog, so I'll take an old-fashioned and the Lavender Fog. That's why we all get along. You know what I mean? <laughs> we all, Actually, yeah, that's I why. would put the Rum Old-Fashioned mm. on my list. It's, it might not be, like, second, but it's definitely up there, like, top five. From Sebastian. We do it every time. Yeah. That's a good so. choice. Mm-hmm. It's a great choice. And I feel like also there's different, like, level. We could really deep dive into so many cocktails, like, even just different levels. Because the Mediterranean wave is also so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But that's not at the level of, you know, the the seasonal old-fashioned. But it is a great drink. Yeah. But for a time and place. So, like, we could totally dive into these a little bit more for sure. But that's a great, great, great question that put us all in the hot seat. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. So that's it for this episode of The Main Street Dish. Be sure to follow us on all our social media. You can subscribe on Patreon and Instagram to support our show. Please take a second to rate our show on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. And for Bella and Bethany, this is Colin, and we will see you on the next show.